Hey guys, thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm Siobhan. You're now listening to Lost and Rewound. Time to get embarrassed with us. Oh, my, my sweet baby Lee. My name is Alon. And my name is Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Welcome, 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 welcome. It's springtime, kind of summertime, really fucking hot out. And yes, we're here every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. And we come to you to bring you the audio artifacts. From yesteryear. From yesteryear, exactly. Yes, so again, go back into your audio archives. The idea is something buried. That's what we want to hear. Find the buried treasure, <laughs> because we like to uh, keep good measure of what we have out there in the world that is air. I don't know. <laughs> and we're off. We're in the world off air. Rather. So we're so we're searching for your old audio clips and your cassette tapes and your digital recording. Anything that you have, yes. to uncover. Anything lost and rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org and. Radio Free Brooklyn is a non-for-profit organization now. Because of your kind contributions, we have gotten here, and we will continue to need your contributions to continue on into the stratosphere of success. We have so many goals that we hope to achieve in this new season. Uh, So if you want to donate any money at all, a dollar, three dollars, an Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> you know, Anything. different. Uh, we'll, we'll continue list amounts. <laughs> an, 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 Andrew, an Andrew Jackson. And but, uh, anything. Any, 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 any a president's dead, any, grant. Any that was dead, a good guy. Exactly. Any dead president that was, you um, wish to unzombify and bring to The idea is that you can donate to us at Lost and Rewound. Again, you find that is rfb.nyc or radiofreebrooklyn.org slash pledge. Or you can donate directly to our show at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash l-a-r. Let us begin. I hate to break it to you. It's okay, though. No, because no. at the very, very essence of what we're trying to achieve here on the show, it's just plain kooky stuff. <laughs> it could be my stuff. It could be Jimmy's stuff. It could be the guy who's in the closet. <laughs> I, I haven't met him yet, but Jimmy has been in the closet before. He what? Was... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you were trapped in the closet for a long time, sir. With R. Kelly style with a Beretta? Maybe. Were you stepping in the name of love? Um, I did hear somebody play in R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet out of his car recently, and it was a glorious moment. I felt really proud for Brooklyn in that moment. I think there's 30 chapters of it. I don't know. There's definitely a little person that busts out of a cabin at one point. Of course. He's the man. Of course. Because we don't have a guest this week, 
we're going to remind anybody who may be listening to our show for the first time. The people who are listening to season five know that uh, we, from our last episode, uncovered quite uh, an amalgam of amazing sounds from our director of Radio Free Brooklyn, Tom Tenney. So this week, we're going to go back to a little bit of the essence of what made Lost and Rewound even begin in the first place. Going back to our roots, baby. So I offer you this for our first audio specimen. Just because I've brought you my China Cola made with real herbs and spices. China Cola. Don't get fooled by the name. <laughs> so is it China Cola or China Cola? It is China Cola. <laughs> Don't get fooled by the name. So what's the uh, what am I what am I supposed to be thinking that it is then? China Cola is a health food soda that I drank when I was in middle school. What I'm wondering about is Yes. Don't be fooled by the name. Don't be fooled by the name. Is that it isn't? Fr- it it's is not Chinese. It's well, that's the thing. <laughs> China cola actually is made with Chinese herbs, produced by Americans. Yes, produced by Americans. Ah, this is just I making have... money off the backs of immigrants. All right, let's talk about health food. I have tasted much of the alternative foods to the you know normal varieties that you're getting in health your food, supermarket. It, it tastes awful. <laughs> it tastes bad. Good for you. It tastes bad. Exactly. I will concede that I definitely partook in many a health food in my days as a middle schooler and going into a little bit of high school. So what uh, you're saying is your parents forced you to eat that garbage because uh, <laughs> you didn't you yeah. you weren't like, mm, can I have this delicious cheeseburger or can I have this bowl of it, yo, yo, it was, grain flakes? Yeah, it was Mother's know. Day recently. I'm going to give a shout out to my mom because I definitely will not be able to uh, adhere to my original plan of which I said in a few different occasions on the show that I wanted to find a chemist or like some kind of uh, nutritionist to come on the show and break down this tape that I found of my parents talking to a nutritionist about what the hell was going on with my blood levels. I bring up my mom because she said, I would prefer that you don't. When you hear it, it's just breathtaking to be hearing this guy who's never met you learning about you based on your blood levels. When I was you know, in that time of my life, I had such an aversion to needles. They had to hold me down. I know, a lot of people I've seen it like that. For me, I was just like, oh, you about to put like a blade up in my body? Like, like this is just like some man. I'm going to be like the Matrix and just take this, like put more but like knives in. Like, I can take it. Like, that was me as a kid. <laughs> in sixth grade, a lot of chemical imbalances were found after getting a blood test, and so it was up to this guy who requested money that my parents had to pay him just for a phone interview, a conversation about these blood levels and like what it meant for what my chemistry looked like. So I had a chemical imbalance, and because of the chemical imbalance, there were certain foods that I had to eat and a lot of vitamins that I had to take. This is something that I feel like I may have talked about on the show in previous years, but again, this is something that really shaped my middle school years and ultimately is something that I take with me into my adult life. It is never going to happen again. I will never, ever do what I did between 13 and 15. They were making me take around 40 pills a a day at the absolute most at one point. That was the peak because it was three dosages, right? And so they give you these vitamin supplements and the vitamin supplements were supposed to interact with the foods that you took and everything was supposed to work in some holy matrimony or unholy matrimony or just a matrimony i don't know sounds like a lot of hooey to me well hey you would not be the only one who thought that 
So here I am now, a 13-year-old kid starting a new school with a lunchbox. And what's the normal lunch for Alon Danziger at Poughkeepsie Day School when he's starting in seventh grade? Oh, God, kale. No, I didn't even know. <laughs> dude, I didn't even know what kale was until an adult. Swear to God. Quinoa. Uh, I think I, I called it Kino when I was a kid. I, probably, I knew I it. I knew, I knew it. one of these things had to sneak in here. Check, check it. Uh, rye bread, like seeded rye bread or pumpernickel. I used to like rye bread. With yeah. turkey and mayo. I had uh, coconut macaroons. Which I hated. I despise oh, to this on. day. I, li- I like coconut macarons. Nah, man. They're good. <sighs> I like coconut stuff. Well, I, I, because yeah. I'm a Rican. We like coconut. Uh-huh. Coco. We like the coconut. Well, sometimes they were chocolate, but yeah, otherwise it was better. mainly just like a. Apparently there's like a difference between certain macarons. These ones were that were like. I'm really, an expert. Just put it in my mouth. But you know the small ones, right? Not the small ones. I'm talking like the the large ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the big ones you're talking about. Gross as fuck. Sorry. <laughs> and what else? So China Cola was there. China Cola. And if it wasn't China Cola, it was Japan Cola. It was. It was supermarket brand soda. Oh, like Pathmark soda. Grand Union. We used to at call the that time. cancer in a can. High fructose corn syrup, no sucrose. The guy was like, "Yeah, high fructose corn syrup is okay. Sucrose is not okay." Better that he has only ginger ale and root beer, no lemon lime sodas, no nice. colas. I like how they can be like, ginger is cool, but like you got to stay away from Sprite. <laughs> Watch out for 7-Up, but like, if you want to have some Schweppes, you, yo, you'll, you'll do good. First time I ever was uh, drinking something on this new uh, diet of sorts, this new regiment, I was drinking true root beer by Snapple. And if you don't know what it is... They really make that stuff? They don't anymore. I think they need it for a limited time. It was clear root beer. What? I swear. Wow. How did it taste? Fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I think it was all like... <laughs> it was, what did you well, think? They, cool? There's a reason they don't make it anymore. Well, say, if, you had, if you had like a clear kombucha, would, you, would it taste good? Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm wary of clear beverages other than water. Exactly. I get that. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, Crystal Crystal Pepsi made a comeback. So, well, you don't know, know how yeah, that even enough. happened. I'm not not sure. Was it just the nostalgia, or like people actually were like, I really want to know what a really shitty soda tastes like from the mid '90s. I mean, please, I like I like the, the dark color of Coke because like I know what it's going to do to my insides. I go that color is going in me. That can't be positive. Like I at least they're not lying to me a hundred percent of the time. Like it's sure. it's brown and dark, and if I leave it in my cup for a long time, it stains the cup. It's probably why China Cola was something I preferred uh, if I had to drink it. Eventually, things just start to taste crappy after you have them all the time, right? Well, yeah. That's and so sure. the the problem was was that even though omitting dairy, wheat, citrus, sugar in its pure form, Gosh, like what, are, what an obscure list of things. To, what, like, what, have to avoid. what an obscure list of everything that is under the sun in the food groups, yeah, and right. then you uh, end up having freaking fruit leathers and <laughs> swear to God, bologna. I could eat. I could eat turkey and ham. Um, could you eat salami? Yeah, probably. But I hated salami when I was a kid. Fruits and vegetables were big, and they, they grew was... up in Brooklyn. People in Brooklyn, everybody had that salam. <laughs> we, yeah, 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 we grew up on that stuff. I, I have a re- recollection of reading this list that we would keep on the corkboard. It would fade over the years because it was a fax, and the fax paper, the typeface was brown. It wasn't even in black ink. It was in brown ink, and it would read off all of these vegetables and fruits that I was allowed to eat. And I just remember not even paying attention to even uh, entertaining, let alone paying attention 
to the fruits and vegetables that I could certainly eat but did not want to, like dates. Uh, I've never cared for dates. I like they just picked out everything that a kid wouldn't want to eat, and they're like, this is your new diet. <laughs> have fun. Enjoy. These are Remember okay. how you could have this before that you really liked? Well, now you can have this kind of lame version. I wasn't allowed to eat oranges. I wasn't allowed to have lemons or, you know, or, uh, or exp- bananas. Or, or, or experience sunshine and happiness. <laughs> you, weren't, this- <laughs> you weren't allowed to play Ring Around the Rosie, but you could ride a carousel. <laughs> it was a confusing bag of tricks that they threw at you. Yeah, exactly. It was frustrating as hell. And on top of that, I'm in middle school, so I'm going to pizza parties all the time, and I can't eat cheese. So I was that weird-ass kid in the corner secretly shaving off the cheese off the pizza and eating tomato bread. Basically. Wow, yeah, yeah. I was the opposite. I, for some reason, had an aversion to certain types of food. And now I can't eat a bunch of types of food. But the aversion that I had is I didn't like sweets as a kid. And I still, to this day, do not like things that are sweet other than soda. Soda is like the one thing that I enjoy. What's the earliest memory you have of eating something sweet? The earliest memory, I don't have like a memory of eating something sweet and being like, oh, this is awful. But I have a memory of knowing the first time that I was young and knowing that I didn't like sweet stuff. It was my like fourth or fifth birthday party and i had a batman birthday party i remember and, they, yes. and it was all michael keaton themed and okay it, i was gonna was say super which, dope which batman are we talking it was here super dope man and my dad got the michael keaton batman mask that we could move his neck and my dad came out <laughs> as batman and stuff and like he was wearing the rest playing playing clothes this? with the batman mask hey i'm batman i need a beard i couldn't i couldn't afford to shave or put on <laughs> my giant costume. beard <laughs> You won't deal with it, okay? So, like, uh, it was pretty good. I got rid of the Joker. What more could you ask for? And, uh, and, and, like, a huge amount of kids came out in those days when your parents orchestrated it so all your friends were actually there. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I remember because my parents were going to bring out the cake, and it was this big chocolate cake, and I pulled my mom aside real quick, and I said, Mom, I'm not going to have any of that cake. You know I don't like cake. And you can go and give it to my friends. That's cool. But don't act like I should eat a piece and don't try to make me feel embarrassed like when I don't want to have a bite. If anybody comes up and goes, well, why, why isn't Jimmy eating it? Brush that under the carpet real quick because people would flip out about it. It's like at a birthday, you're supposed to eat your own cake. So when the kid is just like, nah, and people, people go, why don't you like it? I'm just like, it sucks. It's <laughs> like, why? This cake is delicious. I'm just like, no, nah, cake sucks. And then I had this whole thing of like, I'd have to go in and like hate cake and I like pie, kind of, but who the hell is a birthday pie? Well, uh, <laughs> there are certainly creative ways, uh, for example, at weddings, to uh, implement some kind of dessert for the couple. They are cupcakes, pies. You don't have to necessarily. But now I can't even have pie because uh, now I got celiac. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so now I can't have bread. This is kind of or... why I brought this up yeah. is because I figured now as a seasoned vet of having you know, the gluten-free diet. How... Gluten-tootin. Gluten-tootin. <laughs> I mean, people look at you and they say that you're uh, you're an anomaly and that, or, <laughs> a, or that a unicorn you're, or a chupacabra, right? Exactly, or that you're doesn't over, exist. You're privileged, exactly. You're you're. Over, <laughs> I've had a lot of people say that. This you're that an really overprivileged exists. Brooklynite. Come on, man. That really exists, and I go, yeah, it exists. <laughs> you want to uh, feed me some bread and then hang out with me for a while and then see my mood change? I'm no expert, okay, on uh, diseases and everything, but. Uh, no diseases ultimately around forever. They come and they uh, they show up very often 
throughout the years, and uh, I don't know where my doctor's from, but you know, <laughs> well, I guess my my point is is that uh, generally speaking, celiac disease is a, a new phenomenon that is not a phenomenon anymore, as it is a real substantial issue. Uh, yeah, it's sucky. I get where you're coming from. You're, you're that's not like the only the, that's sort of the only th- way I can describe it. I'm like, yeah, can't have bread. I uh, can't have pasta, can't have cookies, yep. I can't have beer, mm-hmm. anything with wheat in it. I'm also lactose intolerant, which isn't as big a deal like a stick lactate. Well, that's why you weren't able to eat the cake before. I had these problems as a kid. I just thought I was a fairly regular person that went to the bathroom. I just <laughs> was like, yeah, who doesn't go to the bathroom every day right after breakfast? Like, that's normal, right after a bowl of cereal. Of course you go to the bathroom. You just ate. Were you kidding me? So... You know, I didn't think about, like, when I was using the bathroom when I was a kid. Like, who does, right? So my parents didn't notice either. And when I was an adult and you're, like, buying all your own food, you really build more of a relationship with your body, I find. And I figured out that certain things were reacting well and certain things weren't reacting well when I would eat them. And I'd feel better after I ate certain stuff and I'd feel bad yeah. after I ate certain stuff. I don't know if I was lactose intolerant. I might have been, but uh, to a similar point, point jimmy i feel that uh dairy products did not sit well with my stomach either and that was pretty much the reason why i was not allowed to eat it for no other reason uh and if there was then i certainly don't know it's not like i broke out in hives i forget what wheat did i feel like wheat just inflamed my sinuses or something and then sugar just took me off the charts because i was already battling add uh at that time and it wasn't even diagnosed yet so yeah yeah that, and that was the other thing, too, is, is that with this chemical imbalance and then getting a diagnosis of ADD, these two things were sort of working not with each other. They were working against each other. So when I started taking, uh, you know, I guess Ritalin was the first one I took, and then Adderall came later, but Ritalin was definitely the first experimental medication that was taken in relation to how that reacts with Bs and Cs and multiminerals and several different amino acids I feel like there was definitely some combativeness to the way that the medications were working. So I guess it was one or the other, and I eventually I, I had to pick the medication because I couldn't freaking stand having this need for a utility belt of vitamins yeah, on my person like, at all like, times. Like grandma belt, yeah. But you know what the worst part about taking vitamins are? And maybe have, did you ever take a lot of vitamins when you were a kid? I did take vitamins as a kid. Remember the Flintstone vitamins? I used to take that, those. That's that's whatever, man. Never, <laughs> they were I, delicious. I remember they were very chalky, but I liked them. I, I got to give a shout-out to my folks uh, just for this one particular thing. Thank you guys for spending all that fucking money on all those vitamins because the amount of vitamins I was taking a day as specified, I couldn't drink them without water. It was one of the most painful processes. I couldn't stand it. There's something about the acidity of plastic capsules going into your mouth ad nauseum and then if you're drinking them washing them down never i've never in my life taken more than 10 pills at once and that was only for well not at once but well no when you're in the hospital they go take all these pills and you go bang 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 right no that's what i'm saying Uh, one after the other i was the opposite they were like walk it off you'll live i only went to the hospital if something was terribly wrong yeah and if the doctor said something my parents half the time would just ignore what the doctor said what? Like, nah, quack. Wait, you had to go to the hospital because of one of these incidents? Not with, not with food stuff. Oh, well, uh, allergy stuff. Yeah, well. I had an uh, allergy that caused um, anaphylactic shock. What is that? Where your tongue swells up and you choke on your own tongue. 
You choke on your own tongue? More or less. When did that happen? I ate a kiwi. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so I'm either allergic to kiwi or I'm allergic to pesticide because I didn't wash it off because I was like seven. <laughs> Wait, you're allergic to pesticides? <clears throat> My dad, I think, is allergic to pesticide, yeah. Why? Wait, nobody should be consuming pesticides anyway, no? Well, again, it's if you don't wash your fruit. And I got fruit I... at like a school farmer's market that was run by kids and yeah. I didn't wash it because I was like, what is this furry thing that's so funny? And then I ate it with the skin on and then... Had it almost died. Got to be careful, man. <laughs> and almost died. But one thing I wanted to bring up before we like go on to the next topic. Yes. We, we started out on this idea of China Cola. China Cola. China Cola. China Cola. China Cola. That the, I don't think you've ever heard of it because our generation people don't know it. There's this soda that was around in the olden days. I want to say this must have been back in the 60s since my father tells me this story. And this was in upstate New York. I don't know. I have to research them and find out how big they were. I didn't really know. There was this brand of soda called Hoffman's Soda. And apparently my dad, when he was a kid, kids used to make fun of him because of the jingle from the Hoffman's Soda ad. And my dad was named Hoffman. So I know the jingle because it's like a family thing. that Everyone knows this jingle in my family. And it's the most hilarious thing because like nowadays I'd be like, that's the most gangster jingle ever. Like how are people making fun of you for that? So the jingle goes, the prettiest girl I ever saw was drinking Hoffman through a straw. Like, what? Like, that's so thugged out. I was like, damn, dude. Look, there's like so many double entendres happening right there. Back then, they didn't think like we do. <laughs> Their minds didn't go there, but they were like, ah, because he's the Hoffman, you know? So exactly. He couldn't get them to stop berating him about it, so he told his dad, and my grandfather was one of these guys who always kind of stepped outside the lines and figured out some big way to solve stuff. He went and contacted the Hoffman Soda Company, and there was some sort of like bake sale or something like that. And everyone was bringing some little food thing to sell. And he contacted the Hoffman Soda Company and told them this story about how his kid was being made fun of because of this name. And they made this arrangement with them, and they brought a, a truck the Hoffman truck of soda, and, and he brought, like, cases of free soda for the school. Brilliant. And basically, they made it out that that was his company and that he was really rich and stuff like that. And they never bothered and, and the kids, making the kids fun never, of him again. Yeah, at this point, they're like, wait, he's the Hoffman soda man? Like, he's really his soda? Like, and then they were, he thought he was cool after that. My dad moved around a lot when he was a kid okay, because my grandfather was a traveling salesman. Oh. So this was either in – I think this might have been in – um. In Silver Springs, Maryland, actually. Because my, uh, my grandfather put smoke detectors into the White House. Yeah, the original smoke detectors in the White House. Of all they're, things. They're not working, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So, but it's, it's funny because like back in the day when he was doing it, like my dad tells the story of like my grandfather was on the road selling smoke detectors like when every place didn't have to have one. Yeah. And he was trying to convince people to get, to get smoke detectors. Yeah, you know, you can like... Be alarmed if you're going to have a fire and ah, you won't die. I'll know it. I'll smell it. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. Like, smoke? You think I'm not going to see fire and smoke? What are you? I'm going to pay dollars for something who's going to tell me, what, five minutes earlier? Give me a break. Get out of here. But uh, my dad also tells a story of when they were in Silver Springs and he was in the White House. He was putting in the, uh, the smoke detector. And there was down this hallway, there was this white door. And there was a man with a machine in there. And my dad goes... Uh, what's behind that that door? To my grandfather, and my grandfather goes, "Well, behind that door is the president of the United States. Do you want to go meet him?" 
And my dad's like, yeah. And he brings him over, and they, they ask the Marine there if he could let him in. And he goes, yeah. And they knock on the door, and the door is opened by the president, and it was Kennedy. And Kennedy came and was like, hey, how you doing? And ruffled my dad's hair and stuff like that. He said, oh, you know, have a good day, son, or whatever you, you say to a kid or something like that. <laughs> is that what you would say to a kid? Oh, a kid. It's oh, like, brother. <laughs> Well, you're going to go out there and be somebody, young boy. Hey, you know, grow up strong like an ad, you know. Or, I don't know, something silly like that. Well, I don't know what I do to say to kids. I say, break free, live free, or die hard. What would you tell a kid who had celiac disease? I would say, if you don't find a love of delicious meats or like something like that, you're going to die. <laughs> like for me, I'm like, I, it wasn't the worst thing in the world because as much as I love bread, I love great cuts of meat, sushi or something like that more. At the end of the day, it was taken out like, imagine losing your third and fourth favorite or fifth favorite foods, but you still have your first and second ones. And you say, we'll get through this, man. The, the way I always think about it with bread and all this stuff is, it's just like an ex-girlfriend. Oh. You know? Yeah. I see bread around town. <laughs> and bread is looking good. <sighs> bread is looking good, and I would love to get back with bread, but I know better. And I know that if I get with bread for a moment, it's going to be delicious. But right after that, I'm going to pay for it. There's so much, so much pain and suffering yeah. afterwards. I ixnayed the entire process of eating really specific foods when I was in high school because I just couldn't take it anymore. So sometime, I guess, maybe like 10th or 11th grade after I got my braces off, I said... I'm going back. I'm going back to eating this stuff again. You can't stop me. I'm going to stop taking vitamins. My chemical imbalance is gone. I have balanced already. God damn it. I'm going to eat what I want. Switching gears to another topic, we have a clip here from aforementioned first days of new school in Poughkeepsie, New York, where I went to middle school and high school, respectively. My uh, school at Poughkeepsie Day School was generally a hippier school than I was ready for. Leon, do you know how to hack? Yes, I do. Yeah, come on, we, got, we already have enough. Yeah, we got enough. All right. Well, he, can, he can join in, but that's it. Yeah, you can go. Yeah. No one else is allowed in. Remember I said that too. Yo, man, somebody hit somebody. Oh, we had that coming for a while. We had like six. No, we had like ten. 
Yeah, we're hacking away. Oh, yeah, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we're hacking. Like, we're hacking. Yes, we are. Hacky sack. A popular game, and I like it a lot. Yes. The original hacking. I think that English is a difficult language, man. Because in that clip, when I was first listening to it, I took three different meanings out of what you were saying. Okay. List, first, list at them. first, I was uh, I heard you saying you, you were going, "We're hacking away." We're hacking. We're away. hacking away. And I thought, oh, like they're chopping something up. And then I thought, like maybe it was a piece of wood, and you were doing that thing when you were a kid, and you're like, ah, like we killed him, and like we're hacking him up or something. That's his joke, as you know. Yes. Again, I, we grow. In Brooklyn, so There's yeah, a lot more no, ma- mafia jokes like ah, I, I, as, <laughs> as alluded, feeding them to the fishes, or hacking them in pieces so nobody finds the body. And as alluded to, <laughs> we were certainly too young and impressionable and hippies to be thinking about any of that. I do think it is remarkable that I decided to use that as a verb in that sense because I probably had no concept of the fact that I was using it in such a manner to be completely misconstrued twenty years later. And then the second one that I thought of was is a, is another term that has only been because the the two second definitions of it I suppose have been only created in the past thirty years oh maybe maybe longer than that but hacking I thought okay now they're like on a computer and they, they're computer hacking see but that's the other thing too is that hacking was getting really big and my concept of especially that age that was when people really were into it ninety six ninety five you know people were starting to use AOL for sure I, I remember there was uh, kids in sixth grade who were computer proficient they were very much into hacking and hacking is wasn't a new concept but that was like the proliferation of it in that time because i feel like the all the walls were down but people had a lot more access and people had you know people had computers at that point sure we used to not hack but we used to take advantage of uh a lot of the fact that you could get free things on the internet in the old days like napster and free software and stuff like that that now you can't get right Okay, I was going to say, elaborate on that, because I wonder if you did have a different word for it back then. We used to call it pirating back in the days, and it was basically... Pirating. It was basically illegally finding software. Well, hacking hacking is something very different than pirating. Absolutely different. That's why we didn't call it hacking. We called it pirating, because we weren't doing it. Other people were doing it for us, and we were just reaping the benefits. You don't think they're the same thing now, though? Do you think they were separate before? Pirating doesn't take any skill. It just takes, you know, you just need to have an in, you know, some sort of, you need to get someone that tips you off to where you can find the stuff. Right. Everyone else does the work for you. But the problem is that in both instances, you're breaking the law. And if they catch you in both instances, obviously one is going to have hacking as a way, way stiffer penalty than, than pirating. Yeah. But I've had people that I know that uh, pirated and uh, I've heard of people getting jailed to them. I've never known someone personally, but I've seen people that I've known get fines for pre-96 i had no concept of what html was even in its in any form whatsoever and maybe that is because there was no zeitgeist i guess that had been set up yet about what the underbelly of the internet was but at the time i just knew about dos games and aol and i left it at that have I talked about the fact that I used to do a lot of uh, HTML work when I was a kid? Did you used to do a lot of yeah, HTML? Yeah, I used to write a lot of HTML. That was the only computer language I learned. I knew it decently. And then I would use JavaScript, but it would be always just copy and pasting, finding JavaScript through sources or, or, or sourcing it out from websites, stripping people's code and reusing their code and stuff like that. Did your parents I learned it, that? I learned it myself. You learned it yourself. Just, uh, it was not like a... 
friend of yours that was into it. Zach and Boots. So former this, guest on our own. The program. infamous Zach Boots. He he put me onto it. You know me. I was never. And how was he put onto it though? Like I'm curious the chain of command here. How it all. I want to say his his older brother got into web design. Yes. But he was using this program in the old days that we used to have called Dreamweaver. Which I'm is one familiar of those, with Dreamweaver. Yeah, yeah, it's great, great stuff. The idea that if you Deep want to make cut. visually driven websites, uh, which are the ones that stick with people, the stuff you know. What we were doing is we didn't mind. It was the old days of internet, so we were doing really boring layouts and stuff like that. But we were trying to do content that we thought was really cool. In those days, people didn't have high expectations, so you could just throw up a cool a couple of nice fonts, do those like side uh, panels and stuff like that, the window and window and stuff like that. What we actually ended up doing was creating uh, online role-playing games and stuff like that that we would do in like chat rooms. Let's get back to <laughs> Hacky Sack here. What was your impression of that? Did you never even play I Okay, so back to Hacky Sack. I never played Hacky Sack. I only made funny kids play Hacky Sack. You only- I don't want to put it out there that I was not a, I did not hack it. I could I could, I could, could, I, could, I, could I could hack it. I probably did like once or twice and then I just kicked the thing and just was like screw this. I didn't like it. I thought it was dumb. It was really m- remarkable to me because <laughs> I didn't want to were- bring it up, dude. I didn't want to no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I, I can't remember the last time I even bothered uh, uh, thinking about it, much less uh, touching one of those things. But uh, yeah, it was very remarkable coming in as such a doe-eyed kid, learning about this new school and dealing with his freaking ridiculous uh, uh, food regiments and being there at the 45-minute lunch period and seeing the kids on the meadow right in front of the school building and they would be in a circle. Well, and I think I just wanted to belong. The question is... Were you good? Were you, like, good at hacking it? Fuck no. (laughs) Because that would require some kind of skill. That would require some kind of... uh... Stick-to-itiveness? Exactly. I had no stick-to-itiveness. I had no coordination, much less uh, competence. If there was a time in this circling up and playing hacky sack that I would end up kicking this thing up in the air over three different, four different kicks... That was a lot of pressure. I was like, oh, no. When you kicked it, I think, up in the air three times or four times, you were allowed to kick it to somebody else. And it had to be above the waist. And if it was above the waist and they didn't keep the hack going, they didn't keep the ball uh, up in the air and continuing, that they would be out. And Yeah, it, I remember that. That was the process of elimination. So, yeah, that, I, I was not able to keep it going. <laughs> Did you ever play the game called Taps? This sounds familiar. I think we've talked about this before. Maybe Taps off air. Is, it's in, in theory, I feel like it's the same concept as Hacky Sack, um, except that you don't throw it to yourself. You can only throw it back to another person. Okay. But it's like this thing where you, with the basketball, where you're like constantly having to let go of the ball, and like there's a certain pattern you have to keep, and if you, if you mess up that pattern, like you lose the game. And it's, it's the thing where you have to like keep letting go of it the moment it comes to you can't hold it for like more than a second i haven't played in so long like over a decade so i have to refresh myself on the rules but it feels similar refresh yourself on the rules and when we come back we got more clips here radio free brooklyn this is lost and rewound
let us listen to Alon Danziger when he was, I guess, 11 years old trying to rhyme. Yo, I want to talk about wrestling. Yo, what's the world festival? What festival festival? Yeah, that's right. The mom and the mom and the one, the mom and the Mo and Oscar and Mo. Yo, what, when you want wrestling, we're the place to go. Well, yeah, that's me. Oh, wow. Yes. I'm a. I'm a rock and roll singer, kicking me, I'm gonna make it go, woo woo, I'm so make it go, work crack, singing, gonna kiss my fucking you, man, baby, baby, yeah. No silver, no bones, I'm gonna fun, we're gonna go singing and we're gonna win, yeah. That's right, that's right, you're gonna make it sight, you're gonna win a right, you're gonna lose a lot of fight, you're gonna make good of your your hands and go whoop and whoop said it is you can make it go whoa yeah that's right that's right that's right yeah I'm gonna go roller skating on a party 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 yeah that's right I got mom and I got Sarah and I got Ben here. I'm gonna go work for the pressure of the pier. Yeah. Man, we are going wick walk, wala wala walk, wala walk, wala walk. Wala wala big bang, wala big bang. Wala wala big bang, wala wala big bang. Well, here I am. I'm at Woodstock School, and I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm making go say I'm breaking up Cohen. Yeah. Oh, give me a break! Oh, give me a break! Quiet, Sarah. Quiet, 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 first evidence of me rhyming i've shared uh, in the past on the show uh in our podcast iteration we had a clip of me in college with our buddy doug johnson on the beat rapping is nothing i'm a stranger to especially as a 34 year old but when the uh clip was here uh that probably is the very first time that i ever rhymed and my concept of rap back then was limited to MTV, really. I mean, I didn't watch anything else other than MTV when it came to rhyming with, like, what, Naughty by Nature and Coolio as the big ones. I feel like there are other ones that I'm trying to remember and I can't right now, but those were the big ones in terms of the most impressed-upon rap groups at the time when I was a kid. And you didn't really get into rap music until much later, but so were you even rhyming when you were a kid at all? Like, were you, nope. you had this, like, idea of rap? Nope, nope. I, like I said, I didn't do any of that stuff until I was in college. No? Nah. And uh, then I did write a lot of rap in college, and then I didn't really do much with it. And then I recorded, like, one rap track in college that was actually just all freestyle with a friend of mine. Yeah? That's been lost. He doesn't know where it is. That sucks. Yeah. I definitely remember some of the parts of it that were hilarious, because it just was completely over the top. There was a part where I say... I'm hitting you up at the KFC. You know, I want that chicken, that finger licking good. I'm going to hit it up. You want to see the dollar menu? What do I do? So, no. I'm trying to remember now. I'm going to hit up the dollar menu, but I can't stand the smell. just want to get in you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's some line about hitting home runs like Jeter at one point, and, you know, even though Jeter was a singles hitter, but it was, it was good times. 
And my buddy got me to say this line at the end. He, he prompted me to say one line that killed me. He was like, yo, at the very end, just say, just look over your shoulder, girl. <laughs> <laughs> my producer, and it was like the funniest thing. And I did it, and it, was, it worked so well. I guess the only thing I can think of, since we've already broken out the Casio, there's no surprises here. And since um, it's clear to see that 11-year-old Alon could not rap whatsoever, um, why don't I try you're going to freestyle right now? Um, well, it's, so let me just say that uh, I don't like to consider it freestyling. I like to consider it hip-hop improvising. Hip-hop improvisation? Hip-hopization? I tried to make that word happen. It didn't, it didn't come out. Uh, big, big ups to uh, the folks at North Coast. Um, uh, I'm currently, right now, I, not, not normally do I uh, share the secrets of what's happening in the now with me, but I am currently... I do a lot of musical improv, and I decided to take it upon myself to learn a little bit of hip-hop improv, which is just sort of an, a graduation from musical improv, just a different form of music. Um, instead of using a pianist uh, for an accompanist, you got a beatboxer, which is pretty cool. But I decided to take this because I figured it's a good way to flex my brain muscles and try something out. It's definitely challenging. Oh, I remember yeah. that I, when I was in school, um, for some reason in Boston, people would challenge you to, to freestyles all the time. Like, hey, bro, you freestyle? You got bars, bro? You'd be like, um, yes, <laughs> I got bars. Who are you? And then you'd have to battle them. I had a good friend of mine who was really, really good at freestyling, and he never rapped otherwise. And the whole deal is he goes, yeah, man, you just got to think about the next, just think about two things that rhyme and then wait and say them and then think about two more things that rhyme and say them at the same time. Right, you have to lily, tricks. Lily, lily padding. Exactly. So, I'm gonna, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play a beat and I'm going to push the mic a little bit down so that it's okay to play it. But I need, what I need you to do, Jimmy, is I need you to give me a suggestion. Okay. Um, so I want you to rap about... Um the zoo and how in this progressive world there might be no more zoos in the future animals need our help if we don't they'll be on the shelf of fossilized creatures that's not a very good feature if we know what's best for us then we won't get on the bus of endangering everything in our life now i sing i don't want to see you die i don't want to see you die I don't want to see you die, my favorite crocodile. That's right, alligators and crocodiles. I don't know what the difference is with the smiles. I like the way they talk. I also like the way they walk, but not as much as the way they talk, because the way they talk has the jaws like they balk, and I know how to do it with them, because they will kill me, okay? I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but that's, I tried. I you tried, tried dude. All right, I, I gotta give it to you. You, 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 were, you were going for a bit there. That was, um, that was a, it was a somewhat difficult prompt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just sort of went off the dome there a little bit. This is something, I'm, was something I've been thinking about recently. Uh, you know, my main thing, that, you know, my, I'm taking these classes weekly at this juncture, and I have a lot of fun doing it. If I had had that opportunity as a kid to do that, my God, I totally would have rocked it out. That would have been so much fun. I can only imagine how much fun it would have been to just to be in a class and just like creating verse out of nothing at all. That's all I do in these freaking clips all across the board is that I'm constantly just singing to myself and talking to myself and being like, ah, 
don't even know what to say, but it is a really sunny day. Okay, that's yeah, all. That's that is, all I that do. Is you, yeah. it, 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 and it was who I was, and it's still who I am. So, if we have any certain things to ascertain from this show, uh, I mean, you have your quirks, I have mine, and the connecting the dots between then and now for me is certainly that there are certainly things that I cannot stop doing, and that is talking and singing to myself or rapping to myself in respect to that. Yeah, I suppose so. What about you? Is there certain things that you definitely did when you were a kid that you continue to do to this day? When I dance, I, like, go in. I dance, like, oh, yeah? crazy to the point that it's, like, attention-grabbing that people will always remark about it to the point that I was at a wedding for I was dating a girl, and it was her sister's wedding. And then it was open bar, so... I was friendly with the bartender, and we were, you know. And at one point, there was a tie on my head, <laughs> and I got asked politely to stop at the wedding. And I thought, you guys are a bunch of squares, man. Let's <laughs> bring this wedding up, baby. It's making this baby lie. That, that is something that we do have in common is the uh, the showboating at weddings for the dancing. Exactly. You know what I mean. People out there, I'm sure, don't know your secret identity. Dance a thon alon. Yes, we've talked about that before. Yes. So yeah, so I mean, his name is Alon. The man dances like like no one's business. It's the same idea. Bar four of all places, and it was a night. R.I.P. Bar four. Yeah, it was a night when there was no event going. There was just a DJ there, and people were like actually started. You know, they kind of spread out the, the the couches and stuff, and people were dancing in the middle of bar four, which was sort of rare to see there, but it was fun. I was dancing with some people there. And this older guy comes over to me, pulls me aside. He goes, hey, man, I want to talk to you real quick. You Puerto Rican? I said, yeah. Why? Because I seen you dancing over there. And he's the only person in the entire place dancing with rhythm, so I know this guy has to be Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Sing, you're trying to tone True it. Enough. You're trying to tone it down. You're not True trying to put. Enough. You're not trying to put people to shame over there." <laughs> and I was That's like, great. And I was like, "Yeah, I kind of was trying to dance like a little bit back." He's like, "Yeah, but you notice how you're moving to the rhythm, and they got their own situation happening over there. I don't know where they're going, what they're doing." Then I ended up becoming friends with the guy. Nice guy. One of like the little intricacies, I suppose, that occurs when I'm dancing is that I know that people are looking at me, but I'm not comfortable with them looking at me. So I always dance in a sort of a way where I'm not ever doing the same thing because chances are, like, depending on who's looking at me, I'm like, I'm just going to change it up a little bit because I know that a conversation is likely going to be had later. And so I better not go completely in and double down on whatever I was doing so I just constantly... so it keeps changing so you're like remember that guy was no it's hard to describe what you were actually doing exactly <laughs> he was dancing for sure but I can't say what it was <laughs> can't say if it was the funky chicken or the uh, you know do you still see yourself as somebody who is able to get away with doing it without feeling like you know profiled per se uh, for dancing a lot and yeah. stuff like that um, no well I feel like if I dance a lot then people will assume that I'm not white okay is the nature of that that's fair but i have learned how to dance well and tone it down so that i don't draw attention to myself i've learned some good moves from you thanks man yeah no it's the <laughs> yeah dude yeah <laughs> it's the shoulder see you, you know, can't see you know, me doing the studio but it's like, he knows the move that's the move i'm, I'm, I'm thinking like da, 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 like james brown being like yep yeah you got that that's the move dude and, and, dude you're looking good right now <laughs> I, I, I would teach any guy to do that same move man all right and it's kind of like you kind of bend your elbows Put your hands up sort of in front of you as if you're going to make uh, fists. 
you make, keep your hands loose, you move your hands around sort of to the beat, and you bob your shoulders, and that's the move. And it's just um, it's a good dance move. We'll dance in a little bit. In the meantime, <laughs> let's do the last clip. More Casio stuff at my aunt and uncle's house because I didn't have one, and I was enthralled with the different sounds that this one made. Let's hear some sound effects. some typewriting. No. Dear, dear Midas. For those lasers. Thanks, thank you. He's got a lot of shocks in my head. In my, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh no, he's getting, he's getting killed by it already. Come on, we gotta get that alarm now. Hey, I wanna see my son. You better let me through. I wanna see my son right now. Uh, 
here, son. Yes, I do. I'll just stop the, the telephone. Yeah, I'll stop to the telephone. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, son. It's all. It's all right. Hey, wait a minute. Someone's coming in. Uh oh. <laughs> so what happened to you? I just got shot. My pop lead. Oh no! I'm coming. I'll, I'll use my computer transporter to get there. Son, are you all right? Yeah. Oh, oh, who's there? It's me. Oh, what? It is. It's Johnny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what's that sound? It is a marvel that I even had friends to begin with. <laughs> Dude, um... That that just sounds like someone who was really bored at Thanksgiving. The deal is, a lot of us were right there with you, but we didn't record it. <laughs> so, you know, there's no, there's no evidence that the rest of us were having similar experiences. I'm glad we got a chance to listen to some clips that I've been just dying to play for a while. Well, it's it's funny because I even thought to myself how we've had so many guests recently and it's been so great. But then I, when we started the show and it was just me and you again, I thought, oh yeah, we always had a great banter and shows without a guest have always turned out. Well, man, we, we, we rock it, man. It's not the Elon show it, uh, and it's certainly not the Jimmy show. It, it, it is uh, lost and rewound. 
uh, with uh, so many different varieties of guest contributions. So this is just a select sampling of what you could expect when you do not get me clips in time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. exactly. This, is, yeah, this, this is a rarity. We will be uh, back in full swing with all your favorite guests. In the meantime, we're going to uh, play out like a keyboard cat. I have the mic on the keyboard right now so that it sounds great. So I'm like hunched over like Notre Dame. Get it, Mon. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you next week. Maybe we won't have this uh, at all with us next week because I think that would... Well, next week we probably won't have Casio this. every show from now on. <laughs> exactly. I'll bring it and we'll... we'll it's a big we'll... keyboard, guys. So uh, in the meantime, uh, stay tuned for Rob Pritchard with the Brooklyn Bandstand and we will see you next week. Enjoy the lovely weather and... Uh, Submit your stuff to us, Lost and Rewound, at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. I'm Alan. And I'm Jimmy. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care and Godspeed. Lost and Rewound, Radio Free Brooklyn. Do you go for the slow roll like a bolio, and you know you gotta do it like moyo? I don't know how to rhyme off the dome, but if you do, then take me home. So you say when you rhyming off the dome, I'm trying to get the fresh poem. I'm coming through like Game of Thrones, and you stealing all your homes. Oh, what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I turned it off myself. No, you from here. Shut up. You did not use. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll, we'll I drop the beat out. That's what I do.